This time next year. Written and read by Liz Hines. 10th of November, Monday. Good morning, Tyler and Grimm Veterinary Practice. Oh, good morning. I wonder if you can help me. I'm looking after my friend's dog and I've got to go to work, but every time I go out of the door, he cries. Oh, he'll be missing his owner and seeking constant reassurance that you're not going to go and leave him too. I don't want a psychiatric report. I just want to know how I can stop him crying. Well, there's no need to be like that. I was just trying to explain how he's feeling and his need for attention. Yes, yes, I'd worked all that out myself. I'm not stupid. Maybe not, but you obviously got out of bed the wrong side this morning. To have got out of bed, my own bed, any side, would have been wonderful. To have slept would have been wonderful. Please just tell me what I can do to shut it, to help him deal with his insecurity. That's better. Dogs respond much better to love than to bullying, you know. Now you could try leaving the radio on for him. A nice gentle music channel would be soothing. And you could give him something of yours to cuddle up with, a sweater perhaps. And quite often we find that dogs are like toddlers starting nursery school. They scream while mum's there, but as soon as she's out of the way, they settle down and get on with it. So you're saying I should just go and leave him to it? Once you've tried everything you can, yes. I left Charlie with Radio 2 on my nighty. I tried to swap it for a duster, but Charlie was reluctant to give up his trophy. So I stroked him gently, promised I'd be home lunchtime and kissed him on the nose. I can't believe I did that. I closed the front door quietly after shouting over my shoulder, See you soon, Charlie. Be a good boy then crept out of the drive and crouched down behind the low wall. I laddered my tights in the process but couldn't go back to get more as that would have meant disturbing Charlie. I could hear him howling, a howl that turned into a pitiful whimper before fading into a familiar snore. The rat bag, he wasn't missing me at all. I think I'll keep him awake tonight, see how he likes it. Old Mr Price next door came out when I was hiding behind the wall. He crouched down until he was past the drive. It's all right, I don't think they saw me, he said, as he raised his hat to me. 11th of November, Tuesday. Good morning, Tyler and Grimm, veterinary practice. Uh, good morning, I wonder if you can help me. I'm looking after my friend's dog. Didn't I speak to you yesterday? Yes, yes you did. How clever of you to remember. So what can I do for you today? Well, it's a bit embarrassing. Just come straight out with it, I assure you. I've heard most things. Well, it's Charlie. He... he smells. That's quite normal. Most dogs smell. No, I know that, but this is, um, not just his body odour. It's, um, well, he keeps breaking wind. Have you changed his diet? Are you feeding him on something other than his usual food? No, Bev left me with loads of tins of chum. In that case, I'm afraid you'll have to put up with it. But it's horrendous. I had to leave the room last night. I missed the end of the film because of it. The George Clooney film? Oh, I didn't expect it to end like that. I wouldn't know as I missed it. You could try giving him peppermints. Would that help? No, but it would make his breath smell nice. It's not that end that causes the problem. 
Thank goodness I'm going out to dance class tonight. At least I'll be able to breathe there. 10.35pm. I have a date. As we were leaving the pub after dancing, Martin sidled up to me and asked me if I'd like to go for a meal and to the cinema on Saturday. I said, oh yes, the new James Bond is showing, isn't it? Um, quite possibly, but I meant Torres Les Amores at the gallery. Unless you've already seen it, of course. I, I don't think it's one I've come across, actually. Really? I thought everyone would know it. It's Felissimo's masterpiece in its original language. And that would be uh, Italian? But ask. I know it'll be excellent. An experience. Three and a half hours seems a little long, but I'm sure time will just fly by. And it'll be good for me. I have been boring and suburban for long enough. I need to broaden my horizons. And Martin might not be George Clooney, more George and Mildred, but he's a man, and it's the best offer I've had recently. All look like having. Not counting Mr Price asking me to come round to his place to clean the cooker. He would have done it himself, but he has hanhalogy. I told him I come out in a rash too when faced with a dirty oven, which in retrospect wasn't a good idea, as every time he sees me now he asks how my rash is. On the plus side, Martin is presentable, male, seemingly unattached and, well, male. He will do to practice on. After the David Davies experience, I need to go gently. And he always smells nice. That has to be a good sign, a man who is fussy about his appearance. 12th of November. I've had a long phone chat with Brian. He called to thank me for my card. He said he liked it very much and could tell I'd put a lot of thought into choosing it. I used to like that, he said, the way you always took such care over choosing a card to match the recipient. I didn't know what to say, so just asked if he had received Adam's card. <laughs> yes, he laughed, on Monday. I guessed that you'd reminded him. Not just me, I said. Chloe called him too. She's just like her mother. Our children have turned out okay, haven't they? Of course, it's all down to you that they have. Oh, don't be silly. You played your part too. You've always been a good dad. Do you really think so? Yes, of course. He went on to ask me about work, and then he said he'd seen my photo in the paper. I groaned. I know, I couldn't believe it, he said. That reporter must have been a complete airhead. Even with that dreadful photo, anyone can see you're nowhere near 60. You don't even look 45 these days. I said to Gina, how on earth could anyone imagine that she's 60? And what did Gina say? She agreed it was a dreadful photo. And how is Gina? She's fine, I think. I hardly seem to see her these days. She's always working late or out with the girls. There was a reply on the tip of my tongue, but I didn't even have to bite it. I just didn't want to say it. Conversation carried on in the same vein for another 15 minutes. Finally, I put the phone down feeling... I'm not sure how I feel. I'll have to think about that. Later. I wonder if Gina is getting itchy feet now she has discovered that 51-year-old men like to stay in at night and watch sport on television. And I wonder if Brian is finding out that 28-year-olds are unforgiving about flabby stomach muscles.
I'm sorry if their relationship is falling apart. I'm sorry that our family was broken up for something so flimsy. I can feel no pity for Gina, especially as it's probably her doing and choice. But I'm sorry that Brian will be hurt. I don't know for sure that there are problems, of course, but I sensed a wistfulness in Brian's voice. A wistfulness, now I come to think of it, that was most definitely absent when we used to go shopping and I would spend ages looking for cards. I don't remember him looking on fondly then. No, I am sorry if yet another relationship has to fail, but... And I am surprising myself here. I don't want Brian back. Assuming he would even want to come back, which he probably wouldn't, I would not have him. I've moved on. I hadn't realised. I feel as if the blanket that's been over my head for months has been lifted. I spent so long wishing things had been different, wishing things had stayed the same, that I hadn't realised that the little light, which Mum has always said is at the end of every tunnel, was getting brighter. Suddenly it's a beacon. I feel as if any minute now the Sally army will come marching in, playing their trumpets and shaking their tambourines. 13th of November Good morning, Tyler and Grimm, veterinary practice. Hello, it's me again. <sighs> what can I do for you today? I think Charlie may have eaten a sock. What kind is it? Well, it, it's, it's white with pictures of Snoopy on it. I meant what kind of dog. Oh, sorry, yes, of course you do. He's black and he's, um, um, you don't know, do you? No. Well, can you give me some idea of his size? I'm sitting down now and he's had to bend down a bit to rest his head on my lap so he looks like a hunchback. Oh, he's quite large then. <laughs> yes, you could say that. In that case, I have no doubt the sock will work its way out, one way or another. One way or another? Yes, he'll either vomit it or pass it in his faeces. Ugh, how disgusting. How could he do anything as stupid as this? What makes people have dogs anyway, when they have the most appalling habits? I hope I'm not there when the sock reappears. Later. I was there. So were Mr Price and his daughter. I saw them peering over the back garden wall and went out to see what they were looking at. Charlie had half a sock dangling out of his rear end. He was putting up quite a show. You'd have thought he was giving birth. When he saw me, he half hobbled, half dragged his bum across the grass over to me and whimpered pathetically. Is he all right? Mr Price's daughter asked. He's been having that what you call it, hasn't he? Mr. Price nodded wisely. The stuff they gave me in hospital. I was shitting bricks for days after that. Hush, Dad. Alice doesn't want to know about that. Uh, don't worry, and don't worry about Charlie either. He'll be fine. He ate a sock, that's all. A sock? You don't want to give him socks? You want to get some bones from the butcher? That's what my missus used to do. With that, Charlie gave a massive final push. We all held our breath while he grunted and at last the sock dropped out onto the grass. As we all breathed a sigh of relief, Charlie bounded up to me, his eyes sparkling as if to say, Look what I've done, Auntie Alison! 
I fetched the spade I bought specially and scooped up my favourite sock. It appeared to be in one piece. I hesitated for an instant, then dumped it in a plastic bag. Some things are worth struggling to save. Others aren't. 15th of November, Saturday tea time. I took Charlie for a nice long romp in the woods to make up for the fact that I am going out this evening and leaving him. He will miss me. He has got used to us spending our evenings curled up in front of the television with a packet of crisps, cheese and onion for me, smoky bacon for him. I managed to keep him out of any shit, badger or otherwise, but was happy for him to go for a swim in the lake. I was watching him swimming after the stick I had thrown for him when a voice behind me said, I didn't know you had a dog. I looked around to find Davy Davis with an equally big but much neater dog. Sit, lady. At the word she sat. How did you do that? Make her sit. I told her to. <gasps> That's amazing. Not really. It's not hard to train them. <laughs> I was so busy laughing I didn't notice Charlie coming out of the water and bounding up to us until it was too late. No, Charlie! If it had been a film, it would have been done in slow motion. Charlie shaking his body, the circular spray of water getting wider and wider until it covered me and David and Lady. Then when he'd finished, Charlie rolled over on his back in the mud before taking decidedly interesting sniffs at Lady. No, Charlie, oh. I groaned and hid my head between my hands. I am so sorry. A strange noise seemed to be coming from David's direction. I peeked out through my fingers. He was shaking his head. Alison, you... <laughs> he began, but he couldn't speak for laughing. At last he managed to say, I have never met anyone like you. I wasn't sure if this was a good or a bad thing, so stayed silent. Uh, they do quite a decent cup of tea in the cafe at the beginning of the path. You look as though you could do with one. Do you think Charlie would let us? I looked around for Charlie. He was trying to climb a tree after a squirrel. A cup of tea would be lovely. I'm sure he'll be fine. I don't think they close until 5.30 and it's only five past. Oh no, is that the time? I didn't realise it was so late. I'm going out tonight. I have to get ready. David shrugged. Another time, then. No, really, I would have loved to have a tea with you, but Martin's picked me up at... Don't worry, you don't have to explain. I realise you have a busy social life. Come on, lady. And she trotted after him, as if he were on an invisible lead. Bum! Double bum! Triple bum! 